Hello, and welcome to Clamp, the creating, living, and making podcast. I'm your host, Adam Mackey, and joining me as always is Molly Kurt. Yo! And uh, Grant Alexander. Trying so hard not to say the, the. The. Grant Alexander. The, thank you. That's my first yeah. name. Don't don't forget it. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> anyway, what's been going on, boys? Uh, we missed you last week, Grant. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to yeah. say thank you to uh, Ben for uh, jumping in and taking over. You know, I think uh, Ben and I have a lot in common in that we are both uh, married men. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> uh, I, but thank you very much, Ben. It was uh, it was a good episode. I listened to it uh, yesterday. We record on Wednesdays. Um, but I was a little bit busy. Uh, having a baby. I actually, we, I didn't personally have the baby. My wife did, uh, but we had it, uh, at eight 45 in the morning on Friday, uh, the, uh, 5th of November. Uh, remember, boy- remember, really? you know that quote? That remember, remember, remember the 5th of November. No, it's like V V for vendetta. Your, your, oh. your child will always now be associated with the movie. Oh, it's funny you say that because today's Remembrance Day for us. Yeah, it's huh. tomorrow, and that's yeah. a different thing. Hmm. That's than than the V for Vendetta. Yeah, no, it's just funny that you said remember, remember, and today's Remembrance Day. Ah, yes. Uh, so his name is Archer Alexander. Um, it's very exciting. Uh, carrying him around is giving me some Wait, back pain. His middle name is your last name. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, his name is Archer Alexander. Um, right. Yeah. So who says he has a middle name? His, anyways, big jokes to all the people. What, who wouldn't his last name be? By, wouldn't his last name be Jeffries, like yours? Jeffries. Yeah. Like Jim Jeffries, the Australian. Know. It's just the first name I thought of. <laughs> um, you guys are crushing it with the random tangents. <laughs> Yeah, this is going real good. All, that's I, what we're all about, baby. Uh, yeah, why don't we just start this one back from the top? Um, anyways, <laughs> no, I've had uh, you know a little bit less sleep than normal, so if I'm not as uh, engaging, um, you can just blame it on the newborn. Um, but yeah, it's been great. Uh, baby is uh, pretty healthy. Um, Mommy is uh, recovering. Uh, it was a planned or scheduled C-section. Um, yeah, was, there was a C-section before, and it was going too late, um, and they can't really induce with C-sections. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, baby's good. You know, thank you again. Well, congratulations that. to you both. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank Very you. exciting. Heard that is about it, every five seconds I'm after sure. the baby was born in the hospital. Is, I was like, that's enough. We've, hear, we've heard, yeah, congratulations, congratulations. <laughs> like, you've already said it five times to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, congratulations. I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's like it, lo- it loses its meaning when everyone's saying Yeah, that it makes sense. Again, you've heard it a thousand times, but he's adorable. Oh, thank you. You can never hear that too many times. But no. like, you can say it <laughs> once. You can say congratulations once. But once you say it like five times, I'm like, no, you've. You've congratulated me enough. I've been congratulated. 
right? I didn't do very much. It's like a one-time thing like nine months ago. Right? <laughs> like, I don't know why I'm getting congratulated so much. Jeez. Uh, so many congratulations for 30 seconds of work. Yeah. Oh, 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, what do you do the other 20? <laughs> so I uh, also released a video that I actually shot in 2019 to change the subject completely. I went out to the Yukon. I've talked about it, I think, on the podcast a long time ago. Um, and I made a uh, desk organizer made out of 100 colored pencils, or as I like to call them, pencil crayons. Um, mm-hmm. And that was with uh, Urban Shopworks, who is a, uh, a maker out in uh, out in Whitehorse. Um, and he was nice enough to share his uh, shop. And I made this fun little... Uh, project and the video's out and it's doing pretty well i i'm also working on the uh the instructables for it because i'm hoping to uh put it into the organization uh contest and yes so why the delay between making it and putting the video out so when we filmed we had a whole thing that we were going to do together and release uh, our two projects at the same time and uh, shortly after I left and he like we left with basically we'd done the epoxy pour and we had created our stock for, for lack of a better term. Um, and I went back to Ottawa and then he got uh, asked to leave his house. Basically, like the landlord said, I'm taking back over the house. So um. you're losing your shop. So he didn't have a shop for a while. So uh he didn't finish his project. Um, and then I was, I saw it like in the background of one of his stories and said, Hey, are you, are you ever going to finish that? And he said, maybe one day, right? Cause you know, two years pass, you kind of lose interest in, in doing something. I said, you know, can I just, you know, if you want to abandon it, it won't hurt my feelings at all. Like our, our little thing that we we're going to do, I'll just release the, the video myself. And he said, sounds good. So I did. I had already edited the whole video. I had the project done in 2019. So I just went mm-hmm. over it again with a, you know, a new focus on less sanding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all, oh all my God. Two years lessons learned. <laughs> Film less sanding. If I could go back in time though, I must, I think I got like six hours of sanding footage. Cause it was For like that the one first project. Time. Yeah. Oh my God. So there was, I don't know if you've ever used a drum sander. No. But they're like super slow, tr- like a treadmill thing that like super slow pushes of the project underneath the drum. And I shot so much time-lapse footage of this because it's so slow. So I just put it like on the time-lapse and I did it from like 17 different angles and it was, it was garbage. Don't ever... <laughs> Don't do that. It was just like a new tool that I'd never seen before. So I thought, oh, this is really cool. And like, I really wanted to get like the, it, like the project going in with like the epoxy on it and coming out the other side with the colored pencil. Mm-hmm. So I wanted like those two shots. So I kept trying to do the same shot over and over and it never turned out. Yeah. That's what so I'm going to So Urban Chopworks, I'm, ch- I'm checking out his Instagram and like does really awesome stuff. But it's funny. I cannot think of anything less urban than the Yukon. <laughs> so I, I did ask him about what his, where that came from. He used to live in Vancouver. Gotcha. And he has a painting company. And that's it was 
urban paint works or something. I don't know exactly what it was, but I did ask him. I was like, I thought the exact same thing. And it was, yeah, funny. Nice. Sweet. Very nice. Well, yeah. so, sorry. While you were um, becoming a father for the second time, um, I was playing a lot with my hand cranked leather sewing machine, which has been a blast. Um, so I've been just kind of like figuring out best ways of using it, picked up some sewing machine oil and oiling it up and put some thread locker on places that need it. Um, and I really want to use it. So I was kind of just like looking around my shop for materials that I liked and I want to use waxed canvas. That's something I really want to do like waxed canvas and leather. So I had the idea to make a wax canvas and leather travel wallet, um, kind of like a pouch or travel wallet. I feel like it's the idea is more going to be a travel wallet. So you can hold like a phone and a passport and some cards. Um, so yeah, I started working on that this morning and uh, was melting wax in a super dangerous way. So definitely not going to show that in the video, <laughs> but I'm going to uh, refilm it tomorrow morning. Um. But yeah, I'm really, really pumped about that. And the so, um, the what's work... the dangerous way? Oh, I was uh, blowtorching it. Yeah, mm. and wax is flammable, so don't do that. Oh, <laughs> it was catching, okay. it was catching on fire a little bit. I would have never thought of that and just done the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I kind of so I made like a little double boiler with like a ramekin and a little jar, but. Yeah. Like just pouring boiling water in doesn't get quite hot enough to melt it. Like I really should have just done it on the stove, but I was kind of rushing. Uh, and then I just kind of took a blowtorch it to expedite the process. And um, rushing never works, as we try to teach the kid in the woodworking class. And I, every time I do that, uh, bites me in the butt. But anyways, gonna continue waxing the canvas tomorrow morning, and uh, it's something I've never tried before. So I'm melting the wax, painting it on. And then I'll use a hairdryer to kind of try to set it into the material more. So we'll see how it goes. It, this this canvas doesn't need it. I think it's synthetic, but I kind of just want to try it to see how it looks. Is it done? The waxing process? No, no, the project project part. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's only just – the party has just begun. Ah, uh, normally – okay. Because normally you wax at the end of the project. Oh, interesting. So I, so I guess – so this has going to have a, a bunch of seams because it's kind of like a front. If you've ever seen the Fall Raven like travel wallets, which is kind of like, um, like a rectangle and it has some dimension to it and there's a whole centerpiece. There's a bunch of small pieces. So I just kind of assumed it would be easier to wax a big piece at the beginning and then start cutting it up. Um, yeah. I don't it know. That's be. interesting. I, I feel like well, – yeah, go on. You can – like you'll have to continuously wax stuff. Like that's the the whole waxed canvas stuff. You have to maintain the wax on it by reapplying right. the wax all the time. So it needs to be on – goes on the outside. And as soon as I you guess wax I was, it, you can't use any uh, like glue or contact cement. Oh, I won't need to. It's all going to be stitched together. And I, I think I was, I was thinking like um, with the seams, it, it would just be really hard to get it in there. So mm-hmm. this will give a nice like thick base layer that I could then maintain later on. For uh, sure. But who knows? Maybe I'll uh, I'll realize it's a mistake and then restart it. It's probably six of one, half a dozen of the other. Like it, exactly. it, it probably depends on what you're trying to accomplish, on which way you would go. But sounds good. 
Because you could yeah. buy waxed canvas in the roll. So there's obviously mm-hmm. projects that make sense. And then you can buy canvas that is made to be waxed. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's cool. If, if you um, disagree with my opinion, at me on Twitter. Yeah, he'll definitely see it there. Right. And uh, if you Adam. agree with me, at me on Instagram. <laughs> Genius. Adam, what have, you, uh, what have you been up to? Well, I've still just been designing on the computer, but um, last week I talked about making a box for the CNC that um, I started designing it and it kind of got a bit out of hand. Um, so now I'm looking at taking a 3D model and then making a box with it, if that makes sense. So what I'm looking at doing at the moment is taking the front gate from Jurassic World, which I have a 3D model that I downloaded offline, and then I'll flatten the back of it and then making a box underneath it, if that makes sense. So the doors will actually mm-hmm. open and that will be like the lid for the box. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was looking at how I'm going to do it. I wanted the box to be like two pieces sort of thing and then just like glue together and then attach the doors. But now I'm thinking I want the box to be deeper. So it's going to be more of like a flat pack box that I end up with five pieces to then glue together. But cool. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Having that fun sounds with like, that. yeah, I, I mean, I'm looking at the front gate of Jurassic world and I, I can't quite, imagine how it will integrate into a box but it, it sounds like it's going to be so just just think of cool like you see how the sides go like up in a pyramid sort of shape yeah so if that was on top of a box that was the same shape okay so you're not going to have like the jurassic park logo on it well yeah the logo is above the top of the gate gotcha so, okay i understand cool yeah that's sweet yeah yeah so just working out like the finer details of that and then i've got to record like the actual tutorial and then actually make it on the cnc so pretty cool it's interesting mm-hmm. trying to like make a flat pack box on a cnc yeah i bet yeah we we um kind of encounter that a lot at work because we're everything we design you know like to be laser cut and sent out is basically destined to be flat packed when it's shipped out so i'll yeah i mean everyone designs in their own way but i'll a lot of times like make a 3d object in fusion 360 and then start exporting planes yeah. to then be laser cut. Well, that, see, and that's the thing. Like, you could get, There's so many websites you go to and it will just give you like a laser cut box the size you need. But I don't. I want to actually show how to make that yourself though. Mm-hmm. And the um, like the sides of the box are actually like going to follow the profile of the front of the gate with the pyramid shape. So it's not just like four flat sides. That makes sense? Cool. Yeah. Nice. All right. I am now going to throw Morley under the bus because usually we read our, um, what are these called? Reviews later on in the episode. And I'm going to do it now. Ooh. You're yeah. going to read it oh, or like you're this. telling me? No, no, no. To I'm telling you to read it now. Oh, so okay. I'm going to jump ahead and do our review now. So yes, we, that- we have a review this week and Morley's going to read it. That's a good idea. I kind of like that order. Kind of. Mixes things up a little bit. All right. Yeah. Um, so this is a five-star review. Always a good listen. Great podcast. Informative, interesting, and relevant. I always enjoy the weekly topics, and especially the clampendations. Please read this review on the show in a Midwestern Ohio accent. From Dangerous Emily via Apple Podcasts. 
So it's funny. So this is from Emily Joyce. And Grant said that I should read it in a Sarah Silverman voice. But the funny thing is, is that Sarah Silverman is from basically where I'm from. She's from New Hampshire. So hypothetically, yeah. I should naturally speak like the same way as Sarah Silverman. <laughs> Except for you don't. Except for I don't. And I feel like Sarah Silverman doesn't speak like New Hampshire and New Hampshireian. I don't know how to say that. Yeah, I'd, I would have to listen to her again. Um, she sounds exactly like Emily Joyce. Just go have a conversation with her. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Emily, for the uh, five-star reviews. And thank you also today for the advice on enameling you were giving me. We want to uh, start doing some like copper enameling at the Steam Project. And um, if no one has ever looked into it before, I would recommend looking into enameling because you don't really need a lot of stuff for it. And it's really, really cool. And you can mm-hmm. might be able to do it with like all the tools that you have minus the materials. Can you say the word accent again? Accent. Oh, in the in the in the accent. Oh, yeah. It's just it's really funny the way you said it. I love getting reviews like that. It makes um it makes it feel like what we're doing is actually worth something. Like yeah, that. for sure. Yeah. Especially I get I got a comment on a YouTube video today of someone saying that I helped them out and stuff and it just I don't know, it just really sort of drives in how much I'm actually doing for people and it's not just like sometimes we forget that, you know, we're affecting other people with what we do and not just making stuff for the fun of it. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not all just troll comments that are picking upon the most specific part of a project that doesn't matter. And some people are actually like, wow, this was like genuinely inspirational and helpful which is huge. Definitely. Um, Well, that was one heck of a segue. (laughs) So (laughs) I tried. I'll just, you you had a good thought. You definitely had a good thought. (laughs) Well, I expected someone to take off on it. See, as the host, that person is, you know, you are that person if no one else is. <laughs> uh, so when, when I think about things like getting good comments and, and, you know, like how much it boosts me up is every once in a while we'll get a review for this, uh, for, for Clamp. And, like, it just kind of, like, it makes your day. Like, when you see, like, a does. you know. A little five, like even a five star, just like love your podcast. That's enough to make my day. But what really, really makes my day is when I see someone make the project I did, like my little planter Mm. bench. Somebody messaged me to say that they made one in Virginia, of all places. I was going to go visit it if I was allowed to drive down to Virginia. Uh But there was for the Eagle, for their Eagle Scout. Uh, like project, they made my planter benches and they sent me pictures of them and they looked exactly like mine. And I went, this is amazing. Somebody did this. And now they're sitting outside of some church in Virginia. And I just was like, this is awesome. That made my day. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really like, that's, I love I don't think I have it as much uh, where someone has made things that I've made. I mean, I feel like 
enough people has watched my videos or I assume it's just been kind of done at this point. I can't really think back to specific times someone's told me they've made something, but just knowing that things I've made are like out and about in the world. And then every once like I'll be visiting, I was visiting my friend Brian in Boston and he took out the wallet that I made for him. He's like, Oh, this wallet's so great. I was like, Oh, I totally forgot that I made you this wallet like a year ago. And I get to like see it and, and see how it's aged and stuff. Um, it's really cool. And like, I, I know some people who are more, you know, full-time uh, craftspeople, like whether it be jewelry or leather work and they have whole like collages they'll make of like f- seeing they'll actually be out and about in the city and they'll like see someone using their wallet and they're like, Oh, I made that wallet. And the person may not know they made it cause they bought it through their website. It's not, it's not a one-off commission. It's like an e-commerce store. Right. Um, and you know, like you know that that person is getting good use out of it. That's cool. I, I've had, um, haven't had anyone like copy my project, not copy someone make like the same thing as me, but I have had people recently taking like inspiration and making the same, um, spoil board that I've done on my CNC, which I think is nice. Like people have like think that I've made something that's pretty cool. Like that would work for them. And they've reached out and asked for, for advice on different things and stuff, which, which I think was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting when you see people in the comments, like you see that something that you have made hasn't necessarily like taught them that about a technique or something, but it's more just showed them that it's kind of like possible. And yeah. I've, I've seen this before when someone writes a comment and you can, you know, when someone starts writing and then like their thought process gets fleshed out in their writing and you see through it, you're like, Oh, this person like realized that they can do something and they're not necessarily, they, maybe they're asking a question, but they're more saying like, Oh, you made me realize that this isn't as complicated as I might've thought it was. And now I'm going to go try this. And thank you for that. That that's, that's pretty much a hundred percent. My plan with like my goal with these CNC videos and stuff is, is not to show you like, Hey, you can make this box. It's more to show you these are the techniques it takes to make this box like you can make stuff with these techniques. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It, um, it reminds me of like something we're kind of grappling with at the steam project right now, which is kind of just knowing, knowing your customer base in our sense and like, just trying to figure out like, what are people looking for when they come here? Like we have, you know, we have a sustainable operational business, but we still don't fully know like, why do people come to us? Like, what are they looking for when they come here? Are they looking more for education or for more of an outlet for their kids' creativity? Like, we have anecdotal accounts, but you can't interview every single person who comes to the door, um, especially when mm-hmm. it's in a group of 10 kids. And that process of, like, discovering, like, what people are getting out of anything that you're putting out is really interesting and, and surprisingly difficult. Hmm. Do you have like a like a set something set up where that they fill out when they finish of like what they've learnt and stuff? Like a feedback form? Yeah, that that's a good question. So not really. Like we have, you know, like when parents sign up, they say what they're looking to get out of it, which is yeah. actually a relatively new um thing that we have. But that's a good idea to have some sort of like way to collect that information at the end. But the, the fact of the matter is is that like a lot of people just don't fill out surveys. 
Yeah, we, we have them every time we do training at work, they make us fill out like this form. I always yeah. leave mine blank. Like I don't I'm not yeah. I'm not here to help you. Like I, I'm here to do my job and go home. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and okay. like, whoa, 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 hold on. You just talked about how great it is to get I know. No. And then you're like, no, no, no. I'm just I'm here for myself. Thank you. I'm <laughs> no, no, not no, no. give you any good okay. feedback at all. Let me backtrack a little. I'm talking about like doing a first aid course or something. Like my feedback is not going to help them at all. Why not? They, it because might make because their day. <laughs> people are running that first aid course. <laughs> but th- these forms don't go to the first aid place. These forms go back to my workplace. On like, oh, okay. th- so it's oh, more of like a, a how do you judge who we hired to do the course? Not oh okay yeah. I gotcha. I was just yeah, like, you're a little, like, we're literally talking about how great feedback is, and you're like, nah, screw those people. They're not getting <laughs> my good feedback. I don't care how great that first aid course was. That guy can suck a dick. He's not getting anything from me. I think another kind of category of feedback I received before is people who, like, fill out the contact form on my website and they say something to the effect of, like, um, hey, like, I want to, make this project you made in my class um Mm -hmm. would you be able to like share the files with me so that we i can teach it to a class of 25 students i'm like yeah of course that's awesome that'd be 200 like the uh, no just take it like (laughs) i mean it's something that wasn't for sale anyway it was like i would have yeah yeah for sure i mean i wasn't like i wasn't looking to sell this and it was a it was very like benign use and so those little kind of like specific situations which arise which are most of the time not even public are pretty special i i um i'll admit I, i've never really been the best at like giving feedback and and leaving comments and stuff like i watch youtube videos all the time and i never comment um and stuff but then like say for instance last week though so <clears throat> um i had to message i messaged craig because like looking at his instagram was just insane and I just had to yeah. message him and give him feedback. And like, it was so worthwhile, but I don't know. I do need to get better at that sort of stuff. So I'm going to put this out here for a long, long time. I treated my likes as if they had a lot of value. And I only gave, I was like playing poker with my likes and being super conservative on whether or not I was betting Right. And it's the same sort of thing. I was like, not liking if I like something, it meant something. And I later realized that if I got anything out of, if I, if I, if it brought a smile to my face, if it just made me pause for a millisecond, that's worth a like. It's nothing. It's a touch. And those likes, when you had, when, when you post on Instagram and, you know, you're starting out and you got like 10 followers and half of them are your family. And you get five people liking a post, you're ecstatic about those yeah. five people liking that post, right? That those those little likes matter. When you see right? your notification feed and it's just like like your photo, like your photo, like your photo, like your photo, and you're just like, yes, like- right. Well, it's it's those. You might think it's nothing, and you and I know I get into this spot where I'm just like scrolling through Instagram, and then I realize I'm not I'm not hitting like, and I'm like, no, there's some great stuff there. Why didn't I hit like? And yeah. it's like I get into this like problem in my head. Where I go, well, I like doesn't matter. 
And then I look at my stuff and I go, I wish I had more likes. And <laughs> if everyone would just give the likes for the things that they actually liked instead yeah. of trying to hold it back as if as if I realized the time. Like I, I, I'm now at a point where I'm not going to realize if Morley didn't like a post I made. Right. I yeah. get too many likes to discern mm. who's liking my stuff and not liking my stuff. <laughs> hmm, but I, he hasn't I liked the past four posts. What well, he mean? hasn't watched the past four videos, but that's you another thing. <laughs> well, you want to subscribe uh, for him. That's true. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. <laughs> I did. Well, what can I say? Uh, Don't let the door hit you on <laughs> too, too many shorts. Um, too many short I unsubscribed from Ben, too. Um, oh, yeah. anyways, <laughs> gotta stick to your guns if you're not yeah. if you're not doing that what are you doing well no I, did, I, I immediately re-subscribed to you Marley I'm sorry ah, way to not stick to your guns you just did it <laughs> yeah, for the main I, I did it for the fun because <laughs> everything I do is a joke even when yeah. I say I'm not joking um, I'm being serious here guys but uh, no I, yeah like at one point I knew the people who were liking my stuff and I would like notice if somebody wasn't hitting like on my projects and I would message them. But I've gotten to a point now, like when I open up Instagram, it's like you have a hundred new likes and I go like, I can't look through a hundred likes to find out whether or not morally liked my last post. Like I'll know if mm-hmm. they really, really like it, if they comment and I yeah. appreciate like Ethan, Ethan comments on every one of my posts and I love him to death for that because I know what? he's he doesn't comments on mine. What the heck? No, I'm on neither. Uh-huh. Well, we know who the fo- I don't. I just don't make posts though, so there's nothing to comment on. <laughs> uh, I, that's that's well, I will I'm say. Sorry, that's one sorry thing. for putting you on blast, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing I like about the Clamp Instagram is that like it's not at that big stage yet, and I can see every time someone likes our posts and stuff, and it's nice to see like the. I don't want to say the bigger people that like our posts, but like we get likes from from some accounts that I think like you know like that. Um, like Instructables likes every one of our posts, and I'm and I'm just like, you know, like awesome. yeah, like it's just awesome that like a company like that goes out of their way to to do that. Which I think it's cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I had something that I was going to say, but I can't remember what it was. All right. Well, while you try to remember, I have something that I want to say. So, um, the, this conversation also makes me think about like giving feedback to the people around you. And, you know, we all talk about how amazing it is to receive positive feedback and being in a workplace now where I'm managing people and teaching kids. It's something I'm super conscious of in like, yeah, you have to give people constructive criticism and like tell them like, you know, a lot of times when you're telling someone the thing that you want and you need to suggest changes, it can come across as very like, you're not good enough. So I, I try to be very conscious at work about saying like, oh, that was awesome. Like, great job today. And because it's really easy to not give those sort of like affirmations when you're in that sort of context, especially like mm-hmm. today in like the intro to woodworking class, like the kids were trying some some new stuff, like cutting five inch long miter cuts without a miter box, just like freehanding it with a pole saw, with a, with a line they struck with a speed square. Oh, wow. And like, you know, I was showing them like, they, they messed up some cuts and I was, I was like, okay, well, you know, like that's okay. We don't have to use that one. Like we have plenty of wood. So let's just call that one a practice and try it again. And so, you know, there were some tough situations like 
these kids, a lot of them like want to make something really nice and uh, like a bit on the perfectionist side, but you know, they're, they're young, so they don't know how to do woodworking well. Um, <laughs> and let's just make sure like at the end to be like, you know, like really awesome job today. Like that looks really, really good just because like we all know how good that feels. And mm you just think about like how many times when someone says that to you and it like absolutely makes your day or even like makes your month and like causes you to change your behavior. Like I can point to times where people have said things to me that like really stuck with me and maybe caused me to make like, like a decision that I might not have made otherwise because they, they took the time to like, to, to stand up and say something. It reminds me of something I heard Daniel Ublasis say, and it was much more poetic than this, but it was something to the effect of like, <laughs> if you have something to say, like stand up and say it. Like if you, if you think something is cool, like say the, tell the person it's cool. Like it can all, if, as long as it's, you know, positive and constructive and not, you know, not mean to someone like say those things. It's, it's so true. And I get taught all the time. Like I wish I commented as much again. I'll say Ethan Carter. I wish I commented as much as him and some other people who comment on like every, you know, I see them commenting everywhere yeah. and I wish I, I could say lots of nice things about people's projects. Like you could always find something nice to say about someone uh, or some project or whatever. And I always find myself like worrying about whether or not people think I'm not genuine. And this is like comes back to that, like I'm not putting out my likes unless I feel like, you know, but every, I don't ever get, I don't often get a comment and feel like they're not genuine. Right. That, that's, that's definitely me giving comments. Like I, I don't know what to say, so I just don't. Right. You know, and then, and then I feel like crap because I haven't left a comment and then I'm like, I just don't know, you know, and especially when I comment on, like I, I don't usually comment on like the big channels, but on the smaller channels, like those people that kind of know that I watch their videos or expect that I watch their videos, like, and they don't see me comment. And I just think like, they're going to think I didn't watch their video and that gives me anxiety. I don't know. <laughs> I totally think that if any, that's how I know morally doesn't watch my videos. Yeah. That's hey, like, I've watched I your you- last, last videos and I haven't commented. I don't not watch your videos. I just might not watch them in a timely manner. Okay. That's how I know Morley hasn't watched my videos yet. (laughs) So uh, where was I going with this? Well, I was going to go. So that whole, the feedback in person and stuff is massive at the gym that I go to. They're all about like after every class, everyone has to high five or COVID. So elbows and shit but you know everyone's meant to say all this nice stuff and that but then even you know like i've had my down days where i've gone to the gym and just i am not in the mood i like work slow i just can't be bothered and like at the end of it there's always at least one person that's like hey like you did good today like don't put yourself down and stuff and like it just feels so good you know i I impressed my personal trainer the other day because i um funny story didn't really want to tell this but i did a squat and my ripped my my pants ripped, but hmm. my undies ripped too. Oh I put, god! I put I put my hand down there to see like how big the hole was, and I was touching my balls, and I'm like, hang on. <laughs> so that <laughs> I only had two stations left to go, so it was like two minutes. 
And I'm like, what do I do? Like the trader came up and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, you know, and told her what happened. So then I'm like, I just did like sit-ups and stuff because I could keep my legs flat so that like you couldn't see anything. And then the next day, my tra- my personal trainer found out and he was like so proud of me for not just like going, all right, well, I have a reason to leave now. You know, and like that just made me feel good that like I'm, I I have that passion back. Like I'm, I'm at that point now where I'm like, I need to go to the gym. Like yesterday, my wife was having a shit day and she's like, oh, like, you know, do you really have to go? And I'm like, you know, I do. I'm not staying here. Like I have to go. I have to get myself back to where I was. Like, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. So one other feedback that I'd like to put out there that I think is really important. It's like seeing someone open a gift or the reveal of a gift if it's too big to open. And like every once in a while, I'll go back to like that tent bed video or the uh, kitchen little like outdoor mud kitchen video that I, and I'll look at the reaction of my son when I give him that. And like, I, you know, because it's for a video, obviously I have it on camera, mm-hmm. but like seeing that gives me that like, you can just see in his face. He loves whatever, what I've made him. Yeah. I, I, de- I definitely can understand that. I've, I've made my wife cry twice the whole time we've been together with like a present and like, just like those, the two things that stick into my mind, you know, like I remember that reaction makes me feel good and stuff. But then in saying that as well, like with my son, the stuff that we've made together, like he's obsessed with, you know, like the dinosaur puzzles we made, like he always wants to play with them. The birdhouse is still hanging up in the tree. Like every time we go out, he's like, Hey dad, the birdhouse, like stuff like that. Makes Mm -hmm. me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's like when I, when I made that journal for Eden, that was um, a nice, very good reaction. Um, And she, she um when she first saw it she kind of just assumed that i just bought a journal cover and then carved it and then she later realized that i'd also made the journal cover which i was very flattered about because it was because she thought the stitching was so good and then she had like a whole second <laughs> set of reactions like oh my god you made this whole thing and i didn't see it this whole time um which was pretty special so yeah it feels yeah. good it's it's nice to save those moments and that's like you know there's the intrusive parts of technology, but I kind of like the like memories that come up. And so you're like two years ago today, you were doing this, especially when it's like around holidays and it's like pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I won't go down the dark hole of like the days that you get nothing. Like two, two, like Facebook memories. You did nothing on this day for the past 12 years. Oof. Um, <laughs> November tenth so, every year you do nothing, <laughs> right? Anyways, uh, I will say like I don't know. It's really hard um, to try and 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 make people realize that you want their feedback or that you appreciate their feedback. Yeah. So you know, go out there and tell people. Say hey. I do appreciate your feedback. I do want your, you know, I appreciate if you just give me a thumbs up and, you know, great video. I appreciate that. That means something to me. It may not mean anything to you, but it means something to me. 
I was, I was about to say the same thing. Like I, I said before that like I don't leave comments if I don't know what to say. But like even just getting literally a thumbs up emoji is something. Like, you know. Yeah. Just that person's because I I know how much time like it doesn't take that much time to leave a comment, but like it, it takes effort. It's not just like you just click a a heart and you're done. Like you've got to scroll down, find the comment section, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and just leaving a thumbs up to me is is you know, I know you watched the video and like, you know, you liked it and stuff. It's I like that. It's also like amazing. The relationships that can come out of just taking the time to like tell something, telling someone that what you, something they did, you thought was really cool or like really awesome. Mm. Um, like you may not have ever interacted with that person otherwise. And just yeah. saying like, just even in person, you know, like, I I really hate the stigma against talking to strangers. And it's like, if you see someone who you think is like, like, oh, that's like a really awesome shirt, man. Like, I love your shirt or like something else it's, like that. It's like, it's going to make it, that person's day. Yeah, I know. It, it totally will. Have you seen yeah. the uh, videos? I'm sure. Have you seen the TikToks? <laughs> Throwback to last episode. Have you seen the videos where people are like driving around and just telling people they're, hey, you look great, giving them like yeah. compliments? And you just see yeah. their faces light up? It's such an awesome thing to see. Now, I, was, I don't know if they're always like that or. You know, I saw a TikTok but- the other day that like actually made me cry. And it was, they put a, a little note on this chick's car and it just said, you are worth something. And then they, oh. sh- they like filmed her reaction and she just sat in her car for like five minutes, bawling her eyes out. Wow. And I'm just like, stuff like that just hits me so hard. Like I, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, like with the, um, the shirt thing and stuff, like it, it is, it's, cra- it's a crazy way to just start a conversation. Yeah. You know? For sure. And it's it's so hard to like meet people in yeah. 2021 in a pandemic living in a city. It's like that's a good way as any. Just like telling someone that you something they did was really cool. Oh shit. Okay, you I'll just, I'm gonna too? put this. Yeah. <laughs> I get those every once in a while. But I'll put this out here for one thing. If you want to compliment someone on something, make sure it's about them. And not yeah. about yourself. Yes. Don't say, I like your shirt, because then it's about you. Say, hmm. your cool shirt's shirt. great. Yeah. Right? Like, it's a big thing, and it's like, it's a small, tiny thing, but it's like, the nuance has a giant meaning for people. Yeah. Hmm. On how especially, they especially, especially when it's a shirt that can be... I don't mean to keep hindering on shirts and stuff, but it's okay. on something on something that can be relatable, you know, like when you see someone wearing a band shirt and you're like, oh, sick shirt, like, you know, like, or like, you know, cool band or whatever. And, and then like you have something in common to, to, to talk about. Right. Yeah. But you don't go up to them and say, I like ACDC. No. Right. Right. Like you go well, up it, to them and say, hey, I love that shirt. Right. I don't know. You just said, I'm don't curi- say that. I wonder if we all have these right. like. Don't say that. <laughs> I wonder if we all have these kind of go-to ways that we relate to strangers. I'm curious if you guys have these, but like one of them that I have is um, I had two dogs growing up that were Italian Spinonis and they're a really rare dog breed. 
And so whenever I see someone that has an Italian Spinoni walking around, I feel like this immediate connection to them. And I feel like I have this opening to be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like, is that Italian Spinoni? I, I had two of them growing up and they're fantastic dogs. And the person will be really excited because, you know, they don't see many of them. And most people who have them absolutely love them. So that's like, I'll always talk to someone who I see that has one of those dogs. Do you guys have one of those that like, like you'll, if you see someone like with a specific interest, you'll always feel like you have this like entry to talk to them about that thing. I don't talk to strangers. I, I do it with miniature schnauzers. Oh, okay. I wonder if it's just a dog thing. <laughs> I, think, I don't know. Yeah. It might be just a dog thing, but, uh, I definitely do it with, with, like I've I used to like when I would see you know remember when we were driving you're like oh I see a Hyundai Accent it's like the yeah. same car so I used to do that with my old motorcycle and I found a couple people who had the exact same like make and model of my motorcycle and it wasn't like super rare but it wasn't a very common one um so I definitely like having the same year same color same you know same car as someone else is like a way to open it up. It's like finding a similarity with someone. Yeah. No, that's a middle finger. Um, (laughs) That's a middle finger with no turn signal. Uh, So you guys, which is, which is such like a funny thing, right? It's like, you're finding the most, like (laughs) you're finding the most specific, like esoteric entry point to just have an excuse to start a relationship with someone. It's like, we need this, we need this random thing in common. So if you're like, Oh, okay, we can talk. <laughs> Even if it's, it's, it means you might so be so true. It is. Yeah. yeah. So I lived in my neighborhood for four or five years before Fletcher was born. I didn't meet anyone, but as soon as you have kids, people talk to you. Like mm-hmm. people were buying us presents of neighbors. We'd never talked to before. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, well, that's so weird. And it's like, well, because we have kids, so we have something to talk to, right? Even if their kids are like, you know, uh, so much older. Like there's there's people who bought us presents whose kids are in their 30s, right? So they're mm-hmm. the same age as us, right? And it's <laughs> like, they, but they go, I have kids, so I've been through what you're going through. Hmm, so I now relate with you. Before that, you were just some potential drug dealer that lived on my street. I don't know what they <laughs> thought of me. Like, how did this guy afford this house? Or so? I don't know what they were thinking, but yeah. It's the kids. Like that. Why, why do they have, why do they buy a four bedroom house with no kids? <laughs> why do they rip a wall out and they still haven't built a new one? <laughs> hey, I've built a new one. <laughs> They don't know about that. No one knows about that. Not even the city. That's don't what you think. <laughs> I'm, I am like the opposite of Brett Mac- McAfee. He's getting all the right coding on his house <laughs> and like getting all the right inspections. And I'm like, I'm just going to start. You know, If I were him, I would just squat in that house and then say, no, I've, already, I've always lived here. <laughs> and then see what happens. But I guess he wants power. But then I don't even want power. I would want to live off grid. So I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I think a- Adam's kind of screwed up the whole like formula by reading the reviews first. So I don't even. Oh, I haven't. I don't know. Because yeah. we don't know. We don't always have a review. Clementations. Here we go. Tyler the Creator, who's uh, a pretty amazing artist. I feel like he gets a bad rap for being goofy and uh, like, especially early on in his career, he was really into like 
horrorcore, I think is the name of the genre. Just like a lot of like dark lyrics and stuff. Um, but he's like a really incredible rapper and producer and just musician in general. Uh, he came out with an album earlier this year called Call Me If You Get Lost. And it's it, it kind of feels like it was made for me. It's like one of those albums. It's super eclectic. It has a very like mixtape feel where there's like these really smooth transitions from song to song and a lot of really interesting samples. Um, so I've been listening to it on my drives to work this week and thoroughly enjoying it. It's like, it's really good. And uh, if anyone is looking for a new rap album, um, it has some really good features on it as well. Like there's a really good song with Lil Wayne, uh, DJ drama narrates it, which is very fun. Who did uh Wiz Khalifa's 28 grams. He's like really, really fun kind of like, producer tag style um yeah check it out it's it's super good it kind of reminds me of like mf doom in the way it it feels very sample heavily sampled and Mm. cobbled together Hmm. yeah well i'm also going to clear mandate a musician um and that is trevor i'm just kidding uh his name is wyatt stev i hope i pronounced that right um he does drum covers on youtube um, but he's also in a band and everything. And like his drum covers are insane. I could only inspire to be as good as he, as he is at drums, but not only is he good at drums, he does like stick tricks and everything the whole time. So that's it. So cool. Adam, did you see that, uh, Netflix drumming documentary called count me in? No, I haven't. It's cool. I, saw, it's- I haven't watched it, but I saw it. Like I saw oh, it on there. oh right you, you've right. seen the thumbnail <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's cool it's uh it's it's nothing like groundbreaking but it's just a really fun kind of like travel through the uh the last 50 years of drumming and it has like yeah. like uh, i think a lot of bands that you might like in it like i, I know like the lead singer uh the drummer motley Cruz in there and some other some other groups it's cool mm. ringo star uh, Ringo Starr is talked about in it. Is he still alive? Yeah. I think so. so he's talked about in it a lot, but he's, I don't think he's interviewed in it. How about Mickey, Mickey Dolans? Those are the two uh, I don't, I know. Is it, is it all like classic rock bands? Nope. It, it, it goes from like the, the forties to today. So there's a bit of everything in there. So it has like Chris Adler and, uh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a drummer for Lamb of God. How about Fleet? Oh yeah, he might have been in there. He probably uh, would have been. He's one of the best drummers. Um, I can't say this generation. Last the year. drummer from I do know. Remember that the drummer from Queen was in it. Uh, yeah. Who he is still alive? What about hey, um, Lars? I can't believe I named. We, we can't keep doing drummers. this. <laughs> Just watch the documentary. <laughs> Grant, what's what? What do you got? So. My clamendation this week is to give someone the ultimate feedback and give them a hug. Now, obviously, in COVID oh. times, be careful with who you give hugs to. But, uh, no, give someone a hug. That's have what you, I recommend. Have you, you seen the um, like the reels and TikToks of that? People giving hugs, the free hugs and stuff, yeah. Yeah. They're pretty wholesome. Yeah. That's nice. I've somehow um, seen this stuff. I don't know how. It says if love TikTok. my TikTok. It says it. No, I see it. So what happens is I don't actually go on TikTok other than to respond to comments on my TikToks. Uh, but I get like people like 
Keith Decent's a good one where he'll like round up mm-hmm. the good TikToks and post yeah, them in his Instagram great. stories. So mm-hmm. then I know what's happening in TikTok. And then I also go on Imager and they'll pull the, like if it makes it to the front page of Imager, it means it was a really good TikTok and I needed to know about it. And otherwise, I don't need to know about a single TikTok. There you go. They're just curated for you. I like curated TikToks or good TikToks. But it, but in the end of the day, shit. you still watch TikTok videos. So anyway, I want to thank our Patreon supporters, uh, especially our F, <laughs> our F clip level supporter, Brett Jarvis from Clean Cut Woodworking. Uh, anyone who supports us on Patreon gets access to the pre-show, after show, and a sick keychain made by our one and only Molly Kurt. Sick and sicky su- no Yeah. And you can support us at patreon.com forward slash clamp. If you don't want to or can't support us on Patreon, we also just appreciate feedback. Like we've talked about this whole episode, uh, reviews on our podcast, comments on our YouTube video, all of that good stuff. Maybe share to someone who you think would like the show, which would be very helpful. Um, now, because we did the review at the beginning and as promised two episodes ago, I'm going to do an Adam's Australian word of the week. Yeah. So, as Grant's request, we're going to do the whole yeah, nah. Oh, boy. All right. So, there's three that I'm going to do, and you've got to try and guess which is which. On one side, to say it's pretty obvious, though. So, okay. you've got yeah, yeah, nah. I mean, that means no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it means no. What? Got it. Nah, one yeah. Well, then that means, that means yes. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. That means yes. yes. Yeah. All right. So you go by the or last one. Three for three. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Well, once you get the first one, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't nice. have told us the answer. You should have gave us all three and made us guess and not given us an answer. Yeah. Next. Well, time. you know what it is now. Uh, yeah, no. No, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I got it. Uh, I want to thank, thank TF Turning for the use of our theme song. Um, and you can find us on Instagram at Clampstagram. Um, if you search Clampcast on YouTube, I discovered it will actually come up with one of our episodes. Not, It won't come up with the actual page, but it comes up with one of our videos. So you can go there and then click on the, nice. the thing. I'm just going to replace um, all the YouTube tags with clamp cast 40 times in a row and see if that works. <laughs> I like it. You've, Have you, you've also yeah, got to okay. change the, you've also got to change the channel to clamp tube. Clamp tube. Okay. That's well, going to make it even harder to find. <laughs> uh, we also have a Twitter and a Facebook yeah, no, don't. Don't so, fa- so Facebook's clamp book, what would Twitter be? Clamp bird? A clamp shaped clamp- bird. Clamp twit? I don't know, but we'll find it out in the after show. Yeah. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.